Blog Talk Radio. Well, we already had a March Worldwide Open Reading, uh, but about a month later was today, and it's still March. So what can you do? You know, plug forward. Still have a reading anyway. Not hold it off till next week just because it's still March. Plus, I'm busy next week. So what can you do? So it's the uh, April, but really late March edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. Don't worry, there will be a regular April edition of Poetry Superhighway Live on April 27th. Mark your calendars now. Save the date, Sunday, April 27th, 2 p.m. I will be here broadcasting live. I'm also here now. Hello. So if you'd like to uh, participate, if you'd like to uh, call in and read a poem, that would be awesome. All you have to do is call our uh, call-in number, which is 646-716-7362. I will... uh, put you on the air and you'll have the chance to read a poem. We have no content or style restrictions here. We we revel in whatever it is that you have to tell us. And of course, one of the best parts about the show besides hearing your poetry is finding out what's going on in your poetry world. There's a reading series that you uh, populate or orchestrate that you want to tell us about in your town. You've got a new book coming out. You want to tell us about your website. Anything of that nature. Um, it's the coolest thing in the world. There may well be people listening to the show who are, uh, you know, from your town, who don't know about you and don't know about the stuff that you happen to do. And wouldn't it be cool if they happen to be listening? And uh, they found out about it because you talked about it on the air. And then they said, wow, that's happening right down the street from me. And uh, yeah, that would be cool. That's that's the answer to that, to that question. That would, in fact, be super cool. So call in. It's, uh, it's your big chance. Would love to hear from you. Again, the number is area code. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. There it is. But I forgot that it's live. A couple other things I want to tell you. Um, a couple of people have asked if we will be doing our annual Yom HaShoah Holocaust Memorial Day edition of Poetry Super Highway Live. Uh, not of Poetry Super Highway Live, but of Poetry Super Highway. Uh, and yes, of course, we will be doing that. Uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day is at the end of April. Um, there will be a special call for submissions, which will go out uh, um, about a week before that. Don't submit work for this ahead of time. Please wait for the call for submissions and follow those particular guidelines. And we will uh, we'll, uh, publish our annual Holocaust Remembrance Day issue uh, around Holocaust Remembrance Day later, uh, well, next month. There you go. Also, uh, the big news right now in Poetry Superhighway land is we're getting ready for April for National Poetry Month, uh, one of our busiest months. What we're doing this year uh, for the second year in a row is we will be publishing a poetry writing prompt every single day. We'll be publishing it on the Poetry Superhighway website as well as as well as on our Facebook page. Um, these poetry writing prompts will be chosen from submissions by people like you, people listening, people uh, who've been uh, who are on the Poetry Superhighway email list or Facebook group. Um, we have many in already, and we still have a couple days for you to get yours in if you would like. Uh, just go to uh, Poetry Superhighway website and click on uh, 
the prompt today uh, banner right at the top there, and there's all the info is there as well as a form for you to submit a poetry writing prompt. And we're going to choose 30 of those prompts to publish uh, one a day uh, during the month of April. Um, in addition to publishing them on our website and our Facebook page, we will encourage you, uh, whether or not you've written a prompt, or whether or not uh, it's the actual prompt that you that you submitted to write poems uh, after these prompts and post them on the Facebook page uh, as comments to those prompts. Um, this was a lot of fun last year. Um, a lot of people participate in uh, Napo Rimo National Poetry Writing Month, where they write a poem every single day. So this is your opportunity. Uh, well, April is your opportunity to do that. Um, but here are 30 ideas, one a day, in case you're not sure what it is that you're going to write about. Uh, write all 30. Write uh, Just find some that you like. Um, so that's cool. And most importantly, right now, let's, next couple of days, um, if you have an idea for a poetry writing prompt, I'd love to, I'd love to see it. Just submit it to us. Uh, all the info is there. It's a really simple form. I think it's your name, email, website, and the prompt. Um, I encourage you, if you're considering doing that, First of all, please do it before uh, April 1st, so you've only got a couple days. But I encourage you to read last year's prompts. If you go to the Prompt Today page on the Poetry Superhighway website, there's a link to last year's prompts. You can see all of them to get an idea of the kind of prompts that we are looking for. We, we sometimes get people just sending a line of text um, or their own poem. We're really not looking for that. That's not, we're not saying that's an illegitimate form of a prompt, but um, what we are particularly looking, looking for is a prompt that includes um, direction or instruction of some kind. So if you want to include just a line of text that you would want people to respond to, include a line of instruction with that, with that text, um, or come up with a unique exercise or something of that nature. So many cool things were uh, prompted last year, and uh, you can check them all out, and I'd love to uh, see what you have to come up with. So again, go to poachforhighway.com, click on the Prompt Today banner, and submit what you got. All right, that's everything I have to tell you. Uh, again, uh, the number to call in if you'd like to participate in our open reading over the next hour is area code 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 323 area code. Hello. Rick, am I on? You are on. Oh, it's OSA, man. I couldn't quite tell because I haven't done blog talk in so long, and I, I never went to my senior prompt, so... <laughs> you know, I, I really don't know much about prompts. You know, I get dressed up. I got no place to go. <laughs> I, I hear you. It's, uh, you know, prompt and circumstance. It's Exactly. Um, uh, one of the things you failed to talk about, though, was the upcoming Beyond Broke Gala, where you will be honored. I, I didn't even know that was happening. Right? Is that happening? You're right. That's that is prompt. happening. Uh, I, That's I prompt completely... that's happening. Is. Yeah, um, I will be like there. Yeah, that's I'm so sorry? nice of you to. It's, it's like a living in person prompt. Yes, exactly. A living in person prompt, and you need to change your underwear. <laughs> so well, anyway. yeah, what, once a year, and and it might as well be that day. Yeah, really. Whether you need to or not. Yeah, it's April sixth uh, at six o'clock, and uh, you'll be honored as well as Bill Moore. And uh, congratulations. It's. Well, well deserved, and that is really no prompt. It's very well deserved, Rick, and uh, I can't think of anyone who deserves it more than you do. You uh, just this radio show and all the things you do for everybody is uh, you're a you're a masochist. <laughs> that's that's true. Every time I tell my my wife that I'm you know I have this new idea, she kind of just sinks her head with sadness and walks away. <laughs> Yeah, my wife's kind of used to it, too. What the hell are you dragging through the door today? <laughs> you should have seen her when I brought the poetry bomb through the, through the apartment door. It was just a big, rusty metal object. She had no idea it was even coming home. <laughs> That's cool. Tell people what that was. I, not everyone listening might, might, have, might know what that is. What was the poetry bomb? Well, the poetry bomb was and still is. It actually sits by the bar, Elsie. Uh, the poetry bomb is a real uh, inert ordinance, uh, 1970 Vietnam-era Navy ordinance. It's about seven feet tall, a little taller than seven feet. Old rusty bomb that I found on Craigslist after searching for years. And I, uh, through a process of, uh, of a detective work, found the right people to help me convert it into an art object and to put a hatch on it. 
It looks a bit like a rocket ship that needs to be on a racetrack, and it's full of poems from all over the world, including the ashes of uh, people like Tony Sabella, um, you know, Scott Wanberg, John Leach, uh, the ashes of some dogs and cats. And I uh, booked a five-week tour around the country, and I drugged the bomb around the country, named Elsie in honor of my grandmother, who was kind of my own personal saint and angel. And fundamentally what I did was I read the poems from inside the bomb, uh, which was uh, an honor and a privilege to do, uh, the poems of other people, some living, some dead. And, um, and then um, at some point during the, uh, the performance, and I gave the same $5 show to everyone, whether one person or 5000 showed up for free. Um, same $5 show for free. And, um, <laughs> and at some point, yeah, I know, we're, we're masochists. Anyway, um, anyway, at some point I would point to the object and I would say war, the art, artifice, artifact of war, were created to invent and enforce agreements. Hopefully what I've done is I've created something that will inspire disagreements. If we don't learn to uh, disagree in a civil manner, we're basically fucked. And I think that our, our culture has devolved into a, a culture of radical agreement. Uh, there's not much room for, uh, for disagreement and uh, and basically, whatever democracy is and whatever it is we think we're doing, completely by definition depends upon disagreements. So that's kind of all I did. I blew a whole lot of money and time with the help of a lot of people. It was uh, the story of the poetry bomb for me, because I didn't know what it was, and I knew the story would reveal itself in the process, was truly how much kindness, how much hope, and how much faith there is out there in the world. People who really do want to believe in something like this, who really do believe that the that uh, there's good in the world. I mean, that was the story that was revealed to me, and it really uh, touched me very deeply. Um, and I also uh, suggested to people, the other thing that was really funny, people go, well, you should film this. I go, yeah, go ahead. But, uh, which nobody really did, which is fine with me, because the other thing I was trying to do was inspire people to tell their stories. If we are storytellers and writers and poets, however you want to frame it, then tell your story. You know, go out there and write it, tell it. And so that was also what I was trying to do. I was kind of uh, behaving a bit like a Johnny Appleseed of the poetic. That's, that's really an amazing thing that you did, and I can imagine uh, that for you, I'm sure people loved it, but for you it must have been a really extraordinary experience. No, it was. It was one of the great experiences of my life, and uh, and it really only happened because, again, of a lot of love and support from a, a whole lot of people, most especially my wife, Lorraine. I mean, she's the one that puts up with me, really. And as I told her, when uh, I really, when I finally found the object and started really embarking upon it, uh, really going in deep, diving into the process, I told her, I said, you must make sure that I follow through on this. I told her that I often feel like a great big huge uh, um, circus bear on a tiny tricycle with a pointy hat on top of my head, squeaking around the circus arena. So you must make sure that I. Uh, I complete the task at hand, and she did. She really was really behind me 110%, and she actually joined me on the road in Nashville to complete the last leg of the journey with me. Uh, but it was, it was, uh, it's a, I mean, this sounds really cliche. I wish everybody could have such an experience, you know, so that they could understand that, um, you know, we all have a degree of cynicism within us. It's the cayenne that kind of cleans the digestive tract, so to speak. But, um, there are so many people out there, I really do believe this, and this is the fool that I am. I believe there's absolutely more good in the world than there is bad. And I do really, with all my soul, believe that there are people out there who really, really believe in these sorts of things. You know, it's, And when you, when you do something like this, and as I'm sure you get rewarded the same way, Sometimes <laughs> when you do your reading series and things like this, and you know it comes yeah. back to you, and, and it's wonderful. It sure is. Well, Essay, do you, do you have a do you have a poem for us? Sure. Um, I don't know how much time I can waste here, but I was going to read one from my new book, Dreams Gone Mad with Hope, as we speak of dreams and hope. And then I wanted to do something too, uh, in lieu of his uh, his uh, ethereal presence. Read one by Scott. Well, I've I got a whole bunch of callers, so and okay, then pick, I won't. No problem. Pick, I'll read one. Pick from my one. Okay, yes, cool. I will. Thank you, sir. I didn't think I'd probably have time, so I will read one, and it won't be too awful long. It's a uh, Big Bang Boomerang Baby Generation Theory. 
America's young people are couch surfing under the Great Recession as less expectations make rent a daunting challenge. Seniors have trouble in the perception of what it means to be living a menial job. A paper route looking for father delivers a disability of words that capture the pain of independence stuck in a time warp. The phenomenon of television, a terrible waste of the future as broadcast demons stimulate tremendous future waste. Lost revenues spell trouble, demand welfare. This crisis may cost a generation. Hollow and cruel in the face of a growing theory that serves only the wealthy, promoted by numbers for limited workers. Austerity, the mythology of folly, played out viciously as pushers echo throughout Washington, driving more young people to desperation. Failure leads to social unrest as an army of rage, nothing left to lose, start to lose it. Cool. Essay, thank you so much for calling in and, uh, and sharing that and for telling us all about the Poetry Bomb. Uh, so cool to, uh, to hear your voice. Thanks for the kudos about the upcoming award. And to you yeah. as well, you, you were, the, were, were you not the first recipient of this award? Yes, I was the first recipient, and you're the third, I believe. And, and again, very sincerely, Rick, congratulations. You truly deserve the accolades. You really do. And uh, I'm honored to speak with you on the phone today. And, uh, and hello to everyone out there, and I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. All right, S.A. Griffin, thanks so much for calling in. All right, brother. Take care. Bye. That was S.A. Griffin calling from, from here in L.A. He was referring to an award that I'm receiving this uh, a week from today, actually, um, beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center in uh, in Venice, California, it, uh, give, has an annual awards banquet dinner, and uh, and they give out a couple of awards. And the, the award that I'm receiving is the Distinguished Service Award, um, which which uh, this is actually the fourth year that that uh, this is happening. The first year, Essay received it. Uh, the second year, Amelie Frank. Last year, it was Mike Songson, the poet, and this year, I'm getting it. So I'm kind of excited about that. And um, and I think there's still tickets if you're in Southern California. If you're uh, if you want to uh, come to the dinner, it's uh, it's uh, it's available for you to uh, to uh, participate in. Go to beyondbaroque.org and uh, and check it out. There's links there, etc. Very very honored to be receiving this award. The the other recipient, uh, they also give out the George Drury Smith Award. Um, which uh, George Drury Smith is the uh, name of the man who founded Beyond Baroque, uh, and he, uh, 45 or some odd more years ago, and so uh, uh, the recipient of, of the George Drury Smith Award this year is, is Bill Moore, who's also a legendary L.A. poet and and who has an amazing knowledge of the history of poetry in Los Angeles, and um, it's just so cool. I'm really uh, very thrilled to be... Uh, uh, receiving this this year, etc. So thank you so much. Thanks, Essie, for calling in. All right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 949 area code. Hello. Nine, 949, hi. 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 Uh, that's me, I think. It's, it is. I'm Robbie Nestor. Oh, hey, Robbie. How you doing? Good. Congratulations again on your award. Uh, I wanted to announce, I have a poem, but I also wanted to announce that uh, the anthology that I've edited, the liberal media made me do it, which is uh, poems inspired by NPR and PBS and other public broadcasting, uh, will be released this this month, April, uh, from Lummox Press under the imprint Nine Toes Press. And uh, we're going to be reading from it uh, the regional poets will be reading from it uh, at Laguna Beach Books on May 4th at 4 p.m. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I hope to see people out there. Cool. But I have a poem. What was that? Go ahead. I said cool. Yeah, it is. It's going to be very cool. It Actually, it came out much uh better than I had imagined, because there are apparently lots of poets who've been stashing away these poems inspired by public media, lots of people who are public radio addicts like I am, who have been writing these poems. So uh, I've gotten some really terrific stuff, and uh, I think, if I do say so myself, it's a, a very fine book of poems. So I think people will enjoy it. 
That's great. It sounds like a really wonderful project, and congratulations on uh, on uh, on getting it out. And, and and I hope the reading is a big success, and the anthology is too. I so do I. And uh, well, in any case, I've got a poem for you. Uh, it's called Sounding. It is not from that book. Uh, it's actually from a new collection that I'm working on of uh, poems. Uh, natural history and science poems. That's at least the, the theme that I have tentatively um, in, in mind. The poem is called Sounding. Because our human ears are not made for hearing underwater, we once believed that whales and other creatures of the sea must occupy a still and solemn world like some perfect scene beneath a crystal globe. Somehow, we overlook the borborygmic belch of seafloor tremors, cracking sea ice, the songs of whales. But now we realize the hush of rain might lull the dozing dolphins. We've heard the calls of creatures once thought dumb, and no, it isn't only cows and sheep that low or bleat, but toadfish, seals, and urchins. Even the seahorse makes a sound like knocking on a hollow wooden door. Such failures of imagination have a cost. The ocean's loud as a metropolis, but once we add our sonar to the mix, technology we borrowed from bats and whales the sound can render some cetaceans deaf, shut down their inner GPS, and leave them frightened and alone. Some even think that this could cause mass beachings. We know proliferating cargo ships, their groaning engines droning ever louder, can mute the bellows of a sperm whale keeping these calls from reaching females who might otherwise respond. The ocean is its own place, not the one that we imagine. No silent, sunlit dome where creatures sway to music just beyond the ear, but only home, part of our own world, prey to all its problems, all its cruelty, color, awe, same sky, same stars, yet singing its own song. Thank you. Really wonderful, Robbie. Thanks so much for sharing uh, that. Is that from a? Did you say that's from a new collection of of yours, or? Yeah, it's. I'm just working on it. Um, it I haven't got very many yet. Maybe half a dozen. Um, and I have another book that I'm looking for a publisher, a book of ekphrastic poems that it's actually a collaboration with artists and photographers. It's called Together, and that's finished. But this one is new. It doesn't have a title yet. It's just an idea yet in my head. But I've got maybe a half a dozen uh, poems, and, and writing about whales and sea creatures has been a, um, an obsession for me. And uh, in my first collection that's going to be published by Moontide. It's, ca it's called A Likely Story, uh, and it's coming out probably early this summer. Uh, there are a few more poems about whales and, and sea creatures, too. But this one, I'm continuing that strand um, into a third book. That's just an idea yet. But thank you. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, no, that's great. You've got a lot of cool things uh, uh, coming about. Of course, I'm I'm really intrigued by the whole ekphrastic uh, poetry concept. I, I'm, I'm sure yes, you're aware of my... Yes, you did that anthology. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's really fabulous, but the big problem is that it's so expensive because I've got all these color plates in it, um, and I want a publisher who's going to do honor to the... The, the plates, you know, the art, the photographs and the, and the paintings, as well as the poems. Um, I have one tentatively interested, um, a small publisher up in Seattle, and uh, they pretty much said they would do it um, possibly this coming year, but it is an expensive project, so it depends on their budget. 
It really is. Yeah, I've I've done a lot of um, book, you know, publishing and printing, and and when you add color to the inside, it really uh, it becomes a much bigger uh, deal than a, than a, than standard black and white on the inside. So, but um, so so more power to you and to them if they're if they if they're going to do it because. Um, uh, uh, you know that shows a real commitment and love to the whole to the whole concept. You know, and that'll certainly do do wonderful justice to the work that's inside. Yeah, I I chose them because they have an eye for design, and in the past they've done some beautiful books. Um, but it's you know it's sixteen. They told me sixteen to twenty thousand dollars to do this project. So wow. you know it depends on <laughs> on how they did this year. Uh, whether they can do it or not. Um, I was kind of looking for a bigger press that might be able to afford it a little better um, in in case, just in case that one fell through. But um, I can't seem to to locate one. So if anybody has any ideas, uh, they can find me uh, at Facebook and they can let me know. But um, I'm crossing my fingers that the one that I have lined up will work. My fingers are crossed for you. Um, r- Thank Robbie, you. Tell, remind us uh, where you're. I know you're from somewhere in Southern California, but uh, for uh, can you t- tell us where you're calling from so we can get a? Yes, I'm calling from Orange County, from Lake Forest, California. Lake and, Forest. And uh, yeah, it's just south of Irvine. So huh. it's in this nether world uh, where there aren't a lot of poetry events. Uh, my home event. I have two home events really. And and those are uh, the ugly mug in orange, uh, which is about you know half an hour, forty minutes from here, uh, north, and uh, uh, Pop Bach on once a month, at the end of the month, and we just had it on Friday. Um, otherwise, we have to make periodic pilgrimages elsewhere uh, <laughs> to get our poetry f- fixed in. Since my husband Richard is also a poet, and he just published a book. Um, with Karen Kelsey's Aldrich Press, and the book is called uh, Buffalo Laughter. His name is Richard Nestor. So we've got lots of poetry going on in this house. Well, it sounds like you're you're making up for the dearth of readings like in your actual city uh, 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 with the amount of output that you're uh, producing as well as your efforts to make those pilgrimages to the to the other readings. Love the u- ugly mug. I always have a good time when I'm there. That's that's a heck of a pilgrimage for me uh, from up here in the valley. But uh, anyway, Robbie, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your poem and all the all the great things you're involved in. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. My and again, pleasure. congratulations. Oh, thanks. All right. Take it easy. You're welcome. Yeah, that right. was uh, Robbie Nestor from uh, Lake Forest, California, uh, southern, southern California, uh, just south of Irvine. I always used to joke at living up here in more L.A. proper, though I suppose people on the other side of the hill would not re- allow me to refer to the valley as L.A. proper, though technically it is. Uh, that whenever I had to go to Irvine, that you, you'd drive for hours to get to Irvine, and you'd get there. And even in Irvine, you still somehow had more hours to go before you got to where you were going in Irvine. But uh, just to give you an idea, I'm sure that's not the case for Robbie, who who lives just a couple minutes away. But anyway, L.A., it's a big place, especially when you add Orange County to it, which I'm sure the Orange County people don't like. The number, ladies and gentlemen, to call in is uh, area code 646-716-7362. Call in, would you? Our next caller is from... Let's see. I've got a, a series of ones, a blocked number. Hello. Who did I just put on the air? Uh, Rick, Michael in Birmingham. How are you doing? Good, Michael. How are you? I'm fine. When is the uh, April show? Um, the April Well, you know, to, just to specify, this is the April but really late March show. That's the official title of, of today's show. And the mm-hmm. the April show will be April 27th. At 2 p.m. So there'll be another on April 27th. Yeah. Okay. I have a short. I, I understood you to say that you had a lot of callers. So this is a short this time, a short form. It's entitled Liberty. Now, April is National Poetry Month, and I've always found it very timely, appropriate, that in the very center, and this, in fact, this year is the week of the 13th, is National Library Week, because 
that's where you find a lot of poetry. And I consider myself a library poet. I came up in the library a lot of the time. And I still spend a lot of time in the library. It's like a home to me. And this is called Liberty. In breath with breathing in the library air. In breath with breathing in the library air. Liberty. The library air. Yeah, with the play on air. With the play on air. And also, uh, how it came about was kind of a language poetry. The stem of library, and there are two different words, Libra, book, and uh, library, book, and liberty, free. And I like freedom that you find with the book. Uh, It reminds me of what Emily Dickinson said, this traverse may the poorest take without the effect. Without the oppressive toll, how frugal is the chariot that bears the human soul in reference to reading and what literature, the power of literature to transport us to experiences we have never had or might never have. I think the word is uh, vicarious experience. And you can expand that beyond books to all art. I understood you say you had uh, other callers. It was good speaking with you. Um, and I'll try to call in on April 27th. Sounds great, Michael. I love the concept of uh, of the uh, library era. Like there's there's like a particular, you know, uh, there's something unique to the air that you read in that space with those books. That I suppose you could either could be other kinds of air depending on where you are and and uh, what you're you know what what space you're in. But uh, for poets and writers, uh, you know, the, the idea that there's library air, I, I'd imagine, is very kind of an, an interesting and attractive uh, idea. So, so cool. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. Okay, a quick little anecdote that's very appropriate. We had a sudden snowstorm here at the end of January. I happened to be at the library, and that's where I was offered shelter. So I've always had like a fantasy, if you will, to have an overnight in the library, and that storm afforded that opportunity for me and it was just a very wonderful experience another place i like to have overnight is the museum anyway talk to you next month hopefully take care you too michael thanks so much for calling in that was uh, michael calling from birmingham alabama so cool i uh he was telling us about his fantasies you should all call in and tell us about your fantasies. The number is 646-716-7362. The library air. Think about it. Next time you go into a library, or here's your challenge, actually. Next time you go into any unique space, you know, uh, uh, what is the air like in there? You know, why is that air different from the air that you normally breathe? Is the air in your house different? You know, your house air, your bedroom air. Your backyard air, you know, uh, so cool to think about uh, stuff in in different contexts. Thanks so much, Michael, for uh, calling in. All right, we got to, um, we're going to get to six one four next, and then three two three right after that. So um, let's say hi to our next caller from the six one four area code. Hello. All right, what's happening, Vincent? Do pantyhose live? Hey, Vincent, how are you? I'm excellent, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Hey, I'm congratulations good. on the award. Uh, so, uh, well-deserved, I'm sure. And uh, I'm going to get right to it so you let other callers get in there. So I got one called The Life of Poetry, The Poetry of Life. It's like this from a waterfall falling with such grace, each word carefully crafted, imported, in, imported Egyptian lace, language spoken in a rhyme or to the beat of someone's heart. Each word a puzzle piece of a story's ending start. Release yourself into the ink and let your soul now flow. Like painter's brush on canvas, no limit where you can go. The cold mountains of Alaska, the heat of Sandro Pay, a sunset on Kiowa Island or your beach house on Dreamer's Bay. Take your hand and escort yourself into the Rolls Royce of your mind, chauffeured by imagination, leaving other things behind. The flow of grace, you set the pace, creating your world with a pen. Undesirable things and persons removed by simply starting over again. Oh, what if we could only see how much our lives mirror poetry? Parents or others teach us the trade, their experience and environment, the sculpting blade, 
until one day the pen is handed to us. Time is our paper, choice our thrust. Into a destiny, not mistake-free, but will a mistake be if you let it be? Words selected carefully, choices made concise. Through the wisdom of experience, you've now become wise. Rewrite your stanzas. Regain your flow. Let there be light, because now you know. Time is, pa- is your paper. Choice is your pen. Revelation, your vocabulary. The truth, your friend. The world, your stage. Your life, the page. Your oil is fun. Your competition, none. How can this be true? Because there's only one you. Be who you are. Do what you can do. Open your eyes, and you will see how much our lives mirror poetry. It's true. We should all go through. Uh, we should all go through our lives looking at everything like like it's poetry. Would make exactly. would make them would make the mundane a lot more interesting. Agreed. 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 What else so is going cool. on with you? With you, Vincent, you get, you got uh, any any new projects coming up, or, or what's happening in your poetry world? Uh, I um, remember I did the uh, last month. I did the um, I did uh, one from the new one, but haven't got a new one out yet. So working on it, working on cool. it. So, so that was the uh, the one that we did last time. We had some fun with. Plus, it was Oscars was going on. Right. That was, that was our de facto uh, Oscars edition of the show. Correct. Yeah, that was love letters to Hollywood and other not so random thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Do, so tell it. What's the best website for people to get to you if they want to? They want to see more. Um, you know, they can actually uh, they can go to dupennyhoseli.com, and then. Uh, so that, that's probably one of the best ways to get there, and then they can pretty much get to everything else from there. Cool. All right. Well, Vincent, uh, thank you so much yep. for calling in and being a regular on the show. Um, always good to hear your work. Hey, thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. Congratulations on the award, and uh, I'll talk to you next month. All right. Take it easy. Bye. All right. Hey, thanks. That was uh, uh, Vincent calling from, uh, I believe it's Wester- Westerville, Ohio. Uh, Vincent Ivory, uh, a spearhead of uh, DoPantyHoseLie.com and uh, a number of other uh, uh, insane projects that uh, delight and entertain us. Uh, always good to have regular callers here on Poach for Highway Live. All right, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Uh, moving along, let's get to a caller from the 323 area code. Hi. Hi, is that me? That's you. Awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. That was really fabulous to hear that you're winning that award. Thanks. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. Who, who, who am I talking to? Mariam Motaheze. Oh, yes. Mariam okay. Hi. Yeah, I've called the show before, you know, here and there. And it's nice to right. I recognize, I recognize your name. And you're calling. Where are you calling from? Los Angeles, central Los Angeles. Great. Well, um, Mariam, do you have a poem for us? Yes, it's called Cock-a-Doodle-Doo. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> My consciousness is always present, no matter where and on which side of the veil, whether in daytime dreams, daydreams, or the dreams of night. Consciousness, like the sun, is always shining. It is my mind alone that hibernates a rhythmic law of taking solitary footsteps into the night, into the dark, so that again, the morning sun is seen from fresh eyes. My mind, like the rooster, hungers for the taste of sunshine, pecking through the core of seeds on the ground that have soaked its promise in full. Perhaps the most delicious are those seeds that bury deep inside, underneath the fog of forgetfulness, and from that place, like the cock-a-doodle-doo of the rooster, spring forth at dawn, and like the colors of the rooster's feathers, spill out an inspiring rainbow of emotion. And I peck and peck to unravel the very fiber, the very sunshine through them all. That's it. Very nice, Mariam. 
Thank you. Very nice indeed. Um, you could have gone in any direction with Cock-a-Doodle-Doo, you know, and uh, and I like the one that you took. <laughs> Thanks. The name you should, uh, What's that? I, I just said it, the title came after I wrote the poem. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> I was saying if you're here in Southern California, you should come up to the Cobalt Cafe some Tuesday night and participate in our open reading. I should, yes. That would be nice. I would love to be able to make it out more often. Cobalt Cafe. Just consider it an invitation. We do it every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Um, it, there's an open reading, and there's uh, you get seven minutes to read, which is actually more than you get here on this show. Um, uh, and there's a featured reader, and it's it's a cool space. It's in Canoga Park. Um, I've been doing this reading for 20 years. Uh, you can, you know, uh, poetrysuperhighway.com slash cobalt, and all the info is there. I'd love to meet you in person. Cool, thank you. And um, yeah, the only you know I have one announcement, which is I got recently published in an anthology of seventy poets that um, is called Revolutionary Poets Brigade, and um, it's uh, basically the theme of social justice. And uh, people can purchase that ongoing if they just um, Google Vagabond V A G A B O N D. It's vagabondbooks.net, but if they just, you know, Google Vagabond, they should be able to navigate and find it. Cool. Well, um, uh, Mariam, it's so uh, – well, actually, before I let you go, do you, do you have a website or anything people can, can check you out at? I don't have a website, so it would just be, you know, Facebook. And the spelling of my name is M-A-R-Y-A-M. That's my first name, and my last name is M-O-T-T-A-H-E-D-E-H. That's a, that's a heck of a lot of letters. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm gonna, I wrote it down. I'm going to check you out, and, uh, and I hope that you get to come up to the Cobalt sometime and that you, that you call back. Thanks, Rick. I definitely will. Thanks so much. All right, take it easy. You too. Bye. Oh, bye. That was uh, Mariam uh, Mata Heze. That I should have asked her how to pronounce that, but um, there you go. Uh, calling from Central Los Angeles, uh, reading her poem "Cockadoodle Doo." Fantastic title, don't you think? Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Before we close out the show, I want to do a couple things. First of all, um, as you may know, we uh, recently finished our. Uh, Great Poetry Exchange, the project we've done every year for like 15 years now, something like that, where you, you know, you participate by promising to send your book of poetry to someone else in the world. Uh, And in exchange, you will receive a poetry book from another random participant. So um, in addition to organizing it, as as I do as part of the Poetry Superhighway every year, I also... uh, uh, participate in it by by offering sending my book to a participant and then I get one too and so I wanted to give a shout out to Hope McLeod uh, who was the person who uh, was randomly assigned to send me her book it was feel a little weird you know I'm the guy organizing it and then I send them an email send me your book it's like wait a minute are they thinking this is a scam is everyone getting an email saying send your book to Rick no 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 everyone gets to send a book to someone else and I happen to get a book from someone so this year it was, it was the book. The Place We Begin by Hope McLeod, a chapbook out on um, Heard a Word Press. Um, so I wanted to read a poem from it that I really uh, kind of dug. Uh, this is called Blue Lake Bean Seeds. My dog would have died for green beans, especially the footlong no human could possibly digest variety. I'd hurl those green elf shoes over the garden gate and she'd devour them by the dozens. It's only fitting she became a bean bush herself. I placed her ashes in the soil with a sprinkling of blue lake bean seeds and months later marvel at how her green ears perk up when I speak of my day. How her many tails wag as I pour water over her dry bones. Again, that's the poem uh, uh, Blue Lake Bean Seeds by Hope McLeod from her book, The Place We Begin. Uh, came out uh, 2012 on 
on Heard a Word Press, H-E-R-D, a word press. I read the whole book. It's very cool. You should definitely check it out if you have the chance. All right. Um, one other thing I want to do, I, you know, a lot's been going on. As I mentioned, we have our Prompt Today project. Um, please do send in poetry prompts before the first of the month, and we'll be more than happy to uh, consider it as one of the prompts that we publish every day during National Poetry Month. Um, definitely do that. Um, also, um, it was previously mentioned um, that I'm, I'm getting this big award a week from Sunday, the uh, Distinguished Service Award uh, uh, being given to me by Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center um, at their annual awards banquet uh, gala dinner, um, which will be happening on Sunday. April 6th at the Church in Ocean Park at 6 o'clock p.m. Tickets are still available. Um, it's uh, it's like 60-something bucks a ticket, but you get dinner out of it, and it is the major fundraiser for Beyond Baroque for the year. So, um, you know, that's kind of a typical price for this kind of event. I realize for poets that might be uh, a little bit hefty of a price. Um, if that's the case for you and you still want to kind of celebrate in some way, the night before, the afternoon before actually, at 4 o'clock p.m., at Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center, um, the other honoree and myself, Bill Moore and, and me, will be giving a reading at Beyond Baroque as part of the festivities of, uh, of, of the awards season for Beyond Baroque this year. It's a free event, uh, Saturday at uh, 4 o'clock, could be 5 o'clock, I forget. Look it up at the Beyond Baroque website. It's, uh, it's on there. I'm very excited to be reading at Beyond Baroque. It's a great space to read, etc. Um, many uh, people have received uh, awards over the last couple of years from Beyond Baroque, so I'm really um, standing on the shoulders of uh, a fine roster of people, um, or at the very least, um, I'm in really great company. Um, last year at the awards uh, ceremony, this, this year's the fourth uh, annual awards, Wanda Coleman received the uh, George Dury Smith Award, which Bill Moore is getting uh, this year. Um, and I was there, and it was very. It was great to be uh, present with Wanda Coleman and hear, uh, see her accept this award and read a poem, etc. Um, as you may know, Wanda passed away uh, uh, since then, and it was, it was sad. And uh, there's been various memorial events happening, and uh, she was really a wonderful force in poetry. So I'd like to close out the show today by playing um, a spoken word track from her um, uh, as part of the, you know. Uh, you know, in tribute to Beyond Baroque, in tribute to Wanda Coleman, and in her memory as well. So this is a Wanda Coleman's poem, At the Jazz Club. At the Jazz Club, he comes on a ghost. Remember, we were here once. Love was a new cut of meat. The sweat of fresh blood into each other's eyes falling, a closeness of breath, a toast, two glasses, reflection, his knee courting mine. And I thought wrong, thought maybe. Flesh time, widowed sheets, a memory of a half-fleshed toilet. The smell of him lingers just at the edge of my nose. Oppressed carnation stains the paper of our lives. Pages to lock away in a chest of disquiet. Where are they all now, the ones who listened so rapt to our rhetoric, the spirits that mirrored my enthusiasm, lust for adventure, the window that promised escape in case the smoke became too thick. A prayer catches me unaware. Religiosity is something other than dogma, the stink of our love losing potence between applications of pine saw, and I'm burning for him bacon on a hot, greasy grill. The singer sets a mood. What more can we do? We cemented in bond of flesh, eager to get there, never tiring of the ritual, detergent and bleach. The sun burning kisses on the tips of my fingers pressed against safety glass. Sometimes his touch comes through with the urgency of a dying race, my heart beneath his shoe. We whispered overthrows, speculated on the Egyptian book of the dead, soul train and liberation. Whatever happened to the brown-eyed me, a mini-skirted wound weeping soft red candlelight, 
She reappears occasionally between motel doors, takes her lover's wallet while he sleeps, and steals away. It was Wanda Coleman, her poem, At the Jazz Club, uh, that was uh, read in her voice. That was Wanda Coleman's voice. You heard a voice from the past, a voice from beyond even uh, to some extent. So, um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for uh, Poetry Superhighway Live this month. Uh, Our next show, uh, this has been the... Uh, April, but really late March edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. We'll be back with an authentic April edition on April Sunday, April 27th at 2 o'clock p.m. So tune in live. You'll have the chance to call in and read your poems uh, and uh, and tell us about what's going on in your poetry world. Um, that's a cool thing to listen live, and it's the only way, of course, you can call in and read your poem as well. Um, thanks so much for listening, everyone. I want to give a shout-out to uh, S.A. Griffin, who called in at the beginning of the show and uh, told us all about the Poetry Bomb Project. I think it's the first time S.A. has called in. He's a legendary L.A. poet in his own right, and and he was, of course, the recipient, the first re- recipient of the Beyond Baroque Distinguished Service Award. So, so cool to hear his voice on Poetry Superhighway Live. Thanks so much to Robbie Nestor from Lake Forest, California, calling in and uh, reading her uh, whale poem and uh, and telling us about her projects. Thanks, as always, to Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, for calling in. Uh, he always makes a point of calling in, and, and he's always very brief and has interesting things to say. Thanks, of course, to Vincent Ivory from uh, Westerville, Ohio, from uh, com. probably one of the best website names I've ever heard of. Uh, thanks to Mariam for uh, being our last live caller from L.A. with her poem, Cock, a Doodle-Doo. Always, uh, always nice to hear from Mariam and other uh, L.A. poets. Um, and that's it. Um, again, we'll be back April 27th. If you have the chance to uh, uh, get excited about our Prompt Today project, it's going to start on April 1st. Every single day in the month of April, National Poetry Month, we will be publishing a new writing prompt for you to uh, read, to write a poem after. And you can post that poem right in the comments to that uh, to that prompt, and people have the chance to talk about it, etc., um, how cool is that, right? Write a poem. This is your challenge for April. Write a poem every day, National Poetry Writing Month, or Napo Rimo, as it's called. Uh, my name is Rick Lupert. Visit our website, poetrysuperhighway.com, uh, for uh, all our stuff. Talk to you next month. Bye.